2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 Has Entered the Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. And as we have recently reminded ourselves to remind our listeners, this is a video game podcast. We talk Indeed. about video games, nerd shit, other things, and occasionally we have guests on, and guess what? What? We got a guest on today, introducing Josh from Why You Should Play on TikTok. Say hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, man, we are so excited to have you on. Josh, so we've been singing TikTok's praises lately because we've been having so much fun on there recently. We, you know, for listeners who are in the know, we started our channel, what was it, early this month? And I have just met Mm -hmm. so many cool people through TikTok and so many decent channels. And Josh was definitely one of them that stuck out. You know what's interesting, Josh? I didn't tell you this before, but when I had made the decision to reach out to you, I didn't realize that you were one of the channels that stitched us. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went to my (laughs) wife all excited, like, somebody stitched us. We're in the big time. And I I found out that was you. (laughs) Um, You had stitched the uh, the video about the Zelda Amiibos. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was kind of jealous, but I'm actually due for a new one in the mail today. So Nice, nice, nice. So... Looking at your channel, the gist that I'm getting, and correct me if I'm wrong, you made why you should play so that you could share your love of video games, but also so you could recommend maybe lesser known video games, indie video games to people, video games that you love, and just really spread positivity and create a positive community on TikTok. That's exactly right. Um, (laughs) I tried to fill a space I couldn't find. Like, I I don't want to put down anything that's on there, but a lot of the streamers and people who are out there are very over the top and loud and and always have hot takes and everything. And, you know, you get a little bit older and you want a little more nuance. Why is something good or bad? So I thought there's so many games coming out, especially indie games that are great. And I'd rather just spend time talking about the games that are good instead of trashing on stuff. Cool. Yeah, I'd say it's always best to just make the show that you want to hear. That's kind of what we do here on the podcast. Now, aside from TikTok, is there anything else that you're into currently or planning to get into? Well, I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't done much with it. TikTok, the platform, is actually one of the reasons why I kept going like I did. Uh, It allowed me to grow a little bit quicker, to connect with a lot more people. It's a really popular and growing platform. Trying to start something new on YouTube or Twitter is is, uh, difficult, but I've found Mm -hmm. that uh, people a lot more receptive on TikTok to this kind of thing. So right now I'm just planning on tailoring all my content towards people who are on TikTok. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, for those who are interested, we will go ahead and make sure that you have a chance to plug where to find you at, whether that be YouTube, Twitter, or TikTok. Uh, so cool. people can check you out. I highly recommend you. I think that your videos are very positive. Like you said, they're very informative. I've learned a few things about a few indie games, was reminded of a few others that I need to go back to that I kind of forgot about, which is pretty cool. And I agree with you on the platform as a whole. YouTube and Twitter are both so well established that it is kind of hard to break through. Yeah, and exactly. TikTok, first of all, videos are so easy to make for TikTok, and they're so fun, and they can be mm-hmm. short and bite-sized and more digestible. And we, we're we also getting a lot more interaction with it and having a ton of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I completely agree with you there. We're having a really good time with it. So, uh, yeah, we're... 
we're happy to have you on this week. Uh, we we hope Thank we can you. have you on in future. And yeah, uh, it you know it's it feels very validating to be invited to go on the show and other ones. You know, it's just uh, it's cool to know somebody's paying attention and that what I'm doing is kind of working. Yeah, I would agree. I I, I actually kind of love your channel, Derek. What, what do you think? Yeah, I've watched a few videos and like you said, it's very positive, very informative, and just smooth and nothing crazy going on. Just you talking about video games that you're interested in that's what i love to hear so yeah cool great. thank you guys yeah i'm very influenced by npr if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> all things considered with josh <laughs> nice all right well let's get into it this week oh man what a week so spider-man no way home the trailer dropped and just i don't know what are your guys' thoughts i can't even it made Go sense ahead. when the Avengers Endgame trailer, that stuff blew up. There was a lead up to all that. We had two Spider-Man movies before this. It feels like not undeserved, but I don't know, a little over the top, the reception, if that makes sense. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think, Derek? I don't feel that it's over the top because it's Spider-Man. You know, uh Spider-Man is the superhero, pretty much. Besides Batman and Superman, it's Spider-Man. Here's the thing that I don't like about Marvel nowadays and the internet in general. We know so many things about trailers and movies before they're even close to coming out. So we already knew that, what is, what is his name? Uh, Doc Ock. Alfred Molina. Yeah, Alfred Molina. We already knew he was coming back. We knew that Jamie Foxx is coming back. We know that most likely Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in it. So it's just like there's no such thing as a surprise anymore yeah, when it comes I, to I Marvel. I think I need to correct myself because that does deserve the hype when I think about it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Those universes coming together. Like I was actually a fan uh -huh. of the Andrew Garfield movies. I didn't think they were the best, but they were fun. And just thinking about that coming together, that is just it's crazy to even think about. I thought it was all bullshit when they were talking yeah. about it. And it looks like it's actually happening. Yeah. When that pumpkin bomb showed up, I, I lost it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, ah! Peter, well, don't tell Harry. <laughs> All right. Don't tell Harry. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, for me personally, I mean, I agree with you, Derek, that we, we, we I mean, especially you and I, because we're kind of, we got our ears to, yeah, Brian's, you know, we, we're paying attention because it's kind of what we do. But you get so many confirmations because people know about staffing and, okay, this person's hired on, this person signed to the project. And because we know, who they are and what they've done. And we know that they're doing multiverse junk. We know what that means. It would have had so much more impact if we weren't paying attention. And then, boom, the trailer dropped. And we're like, oh, snap, is that Doc Ock literally from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? What is mm -hmm. happening? You know, yeah. but it was still cool to see him. And then, like, de-aged him. And he was like, hello, Peter. And I was like, he's right. not talking to, talking to our Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still excited to see the subsequent trailers and see the other people pour in. I really hope the rumor about them taking on Daredevil from the Netflix universe is true. Oh, mm -hmm. that'd be too yeah. much, man. That'd be that'd too be, much. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I'm really excited. And, and again, to your point, Josh, it does seem very grandiose and bombastic. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of multiverse adjacent things. And we got the multiverse of uh, multiverse of madness coming up. We just wrapped with Loki, Wandavision. Well, I'm sorry, what oh, else? Yeah, and Wandavision, Loki, yeah, Loki. That's right, Loki and Wandavision. So Marvel's been priming us for a while on this type of stuff, and the trailer did seem like a lot, but I think it's mainly just showing off Doctor Strange fighting Spider-Man 
using his powers in the mirror dimension. I don't know if we've seen a bunch of multiverse stuff just yet, other than that little weird explosion when they were casting the spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm really keen yeah. to see what's next. I think we're going into Secret Wars. I mean, we got a lot of Scrawl stuff happening. It's Everything's just... happening. <laughs> I mean, where do you go from Infinity War? I think this is it. You know what I mean? I know. And I'm, yeah, I'm wondering. Well, the X Men when they show up, that'll be a big deal. True. True. I'm wondering if it's going to take us another 20 movies to get to another Infinity War type situation because we didn't get Thanos until what? How many movies was Avengers in? Like six, seven. It was ten years, really. I mean, we saw him, but we didn't really get him. You know, like stepping up. Yeah, the first Avengers, like that was when we first saw him. So I don't know if they're making Kang the big villain. I don't know if the Celestials are like. There's so many things up in the air, Mm -hmm. and I can't wait. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Riri was confirmed. Riri Williams is confirmed Mm -hmm. to show up in the next. uh, Yeah, that's right. Panther movie. So we already got her. She's confirmed to be in Black Panther. Yeah, she's she's yeah. confirmed oh, to be yeah to actually awesome. be introduced in the next Black Panther, which is weird because she's American, but whatever. Maybe it has something to do with her winning a scholarship or something. And Tony Stark's no longer alive, so maybe to get the tech she needs or the funding right. she needs, it's through Wakanda. Maybe their outreach program in America. No mm-hmm. idea how they're going to play that out. But that's cool to see the next Iron Man already queued up and Love and Thunder is coming. I mean, there's just. Oh. Blade, mm-hmm. ah, there's so many things yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I'm like super excited about. And lately, Marvel, for all their faults, and you know they have some. Not everything's perfect, but they've been pretty, pretty solid. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm expecting to have a lot of fun with this. It's only in theaters, which means I will not be seeing it when it drops because mm-hmm. I don't mess with that COVID. I don't care who it is. Yeah. not even for Spider. I haven't been to a theater in two years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they come to their senses and release it on disney plus or blu-ray pretty quickly after it hits theaters that's where i'm at so i will definitely yeah. be checking that out all right well speaking of checking things out derek i gotta catch up with you this week man how are things going it's going pretty good man it was a very good week for thrifting and just fun things all around i just want to share a few things that i got this week i picked up naruto the broken bond on xbox 360 that's a Xbox 360 exclusive sequel to Rise of Ninja. I actually on TikTok I made a video about where I found folklore on PS3. Saw that. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I saw that too. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I love TikTok because I feel like I'm right there with you when you're thrifting. It puts me mm-hmm. in the moment. You know the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also visited a local video game chain, and there was this game, and it just said Fighting Edition. Mm. on the spine and i was like what is that i don't know what that is and i looked at it and it's actually a region 2 pal exclusive combo pack for it's got soul caliber 5 tekken tag tournament 2 and tekken 6 all in one case what? wow and it's just yeah it's, it's all three re- and it's sealed yeah cool. so it's really cool i was like i get that for myself that's really cool that is that three discs well uh i believe so yeah i think it's three discs okay. i'm not a big fan of soul caliber 5 that was where they kind of uh, dropped the ball to me, but Tekken Tag 2 and Tekken 6 are just mwah, masterpiece. The last thing I picked up was my favorite thing. I told you about this, Michael. I found a replica Skyward Sword Master Sword at the pawn shop. For and cheap, too. When you told me yes, like how much it was, it was like, and that it was metal, I was like, buy that sword. Yeah, it was literally, <laughs> I'm keeping it for myself. It was it was $35, and I think this is like a $100, $120 sword. Easily. 
Easily. $35. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge, too. So I have, now I have the Master Sword. I have the Red Queen from Devil May Cry. Nice. And I have the Kingdom Key from Kingdom Hearts. So I'm right. slowly building up my video game sword collection randomly. Shibuya. Shibuya. Right. Shibuya. Sword call. Sword call. My name I'm gonna is I'm going to do Mike. a TikTok on it. Yeah. <laughs> I got some swords. Yeah. yeah. I got a gun blade. Yeah. And I got Twinkle and Icing Death. Shibuya. You should have said, now show me Shibuya yours. sword call. His name is Josh. Where? He's got some I swords. Got I got... <laughs> what sword you got? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't have any sword. I just have a bunch. Shibuya. Of Shibuya. <laughs> I could. You ain't no nerd. I could have swore you was a nerd. Right? <laughs> just, you gotta. You gotta have swords. Yeah. Come, not much you gotta get your sword like, game. Cancel up. the episode, Josh. Come back when you have a sword. All our guests right. have to have swords. What are you doing? King Douglas just I picked have, up an anime sword. Come well, on. What do you have? Do you have the head of a unicorn on my wall, and the horn is kind of like a sword. Okay. okay. Judges, that that it counts. Works. It counts. Yeah. you can you can okay. murder somebody He's with it. He's got a name and right. everything. So let me ask <laughs> you a question. Name? Oh yeah, go ahead. What's his name? Magellan. Magellan. Magellan <laughs> like Magellan. Let me awesome. ask you a question, Josh. If you were yeah. to get any replica sword, any replica sword that could possibly exist, what would you get? God, man. I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is, uh, is the Buster Sword. Nice, of course. Nice, like full, like life full size and everything. Life size, Whew. heavy mm-hmm. enough to carry some weight to it that would be my first one be like 300 pounds on that boy right <laughs> i know right Butsasaur, masamune all that good stuff Ooh. yeah yeah anyway. i think i would i would get that i would do one bigger i would probably get the dragon slayer from berserk oh, oh. Yeah. huge slab of iron i'd have to put that in a pickup truck right <laughs> get some friends to help you with that one yeah You're exactly it down the stairs <laughs> just could you could you well there right. ain't demons in those stairs they're dead now so are my right. stairs <laughs> all right well there's every we, other step got dips <laughs> <laughs> we have derailed thank you swords right well that that sounds awesome man anything else going on this week yeah so nora starts preschool on monday little baby i feel a, i feel a certain way about You're it feeling man. a certain type she of way about it yeah she had her last day at daycare today and she's been at the same daycare since she was like six months old so it's like Aww. All these kids, I've bonded with all these kids, and they're like, Uncle Derek. Yeah, we up, know Uncle you Derek? have because you're sick like every other do. week. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's hard, man. I, I remember that. I was just last, uh, right before the pandemic hit, my son's mm-hmm. daycare closed. Aww. And so all these kids that he was friends with, and the, the lady, I still talk to her. You know, you get close to those people. Mm-hmm. It's a rough yeah. one. It's, it's tough. Yeah, I said, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. I miss y'all. Bye. Yeah. So yeah, but she's really excited. Uh, she also got glasses. She got a prescription. And she got glasses, and she does not like to wear them, even Aww. though she picked them out. They're little mm-hmm. pink Ray Bans. They're so cute. Cute. And now, now everybody in the house wears glasses now. So. All right. It's it's cute. She said she looked weird with them. I was like, no, you don't. You look beautiful, baby. Come on. Just get her a sword. That way that'll complete right. the nerve <laughs> get, her a sword. get your little baby sword. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is just how helpful my wife has been to me in my figuring out what toys I actually have. So sometimes I come I buy a toy just because that looks like it's worth some money. So let me buy that. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out what it is. And Vicky always figures it out. I had this Nihau 
uh, I forget the name of the show, but it's Ni Hao something, and the little figure is supposed to like move and dance and stuff, and it wasn't working. I put new batteries in it, and she said, here, give it to me. I said, okay. She said, give me a thin piece of paper. I was like, what are you going to do with a thin piece of paper? Just give me the paper. <laughs> I give her the paper, and she sticks it in the little slot where, you know, we get some toys, they have a pull tab, mm-hmm. and you pull it out. Mm-hmm. She sticks the paper in the slot, and then the toy starts working. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I was like, this takes a special kind of mind to figure that maybe if I stuff this piece of paper up here. Victoria, <laughs> the, the toy, toy whisperer. I love it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so she's very helpful. I just had to shout her out real quick. Well, let and, me shout yeah, my but, wife out because I don't think it'd be on TikTok right now if it wasn't for her. I also True. wouldn't have stepped up my TikTok game. She's taught me everything I know about TikTok, dude. All mm-hmm. the tricks. Putting the captions on. I learned that by myself, you could edit the captions, and then I gave her the side eye, and she was like, I forgot to tell you, you can edit your captions. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the labeling, the putting the labels on the thing, switching the cover, the all that good stuff. Like She's been awesome. really great about that. Awesome. All right, Josh, I will give you the floor to lavish praise onto your wife. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Except it, she likes and shares every single video that I post. She doesn't oh. post much on her own. She's not much of a, a social media person. But mm-hmm. she got it exclusively just to watch what I was doing, and every single time, <laughs> that's love. Tells everybody she can about it. It's it's really really sweet. That's Aww. nice. That's great. Well, speaking but I of have great nobody things, to teach me about TikTok. I learned all my stuff the hard way. Oh uh, well, <laughs> pin a rose <laughs> on your nose. <laughs> it's been tough, man. I hate to admit it. We were talking about when we first got into it as tech savvy as I like to propose that I am and, you know, so into video games and things, some of the new stuff that comes out confounds me and it's very hard for me to learn on my own. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, when I started doing me. this, I learned how to, I went from using the TikTok app to using iMovie and now I bought a license to Final Cut and I do everything through Final Cut Pro. And I mean, you've, you've watched my videos from the beginning to now and the quality jump is just huge. Yeah, and that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just me learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just recently bought a subscription to InShot and using that, and that's been helping out a lot too, especially with the streams. So, trying to step, I'm trying to keep up with y'all. I'm trying to be like you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of be like you, man, I know you love video games just as much as we do. So, I just got to know this week, Josh, what you playing, man? Right now, I am playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Nice. On the PS5. Talked about this in videos, but it is an absolute masterpiece. I, I can't even just express it in a few sentences everything about the game and the options they give you the new content the way they're utilizing the ps5 it is simply magnificent i cannot stop playing it and then of course all the other games coming out this week tonight i gotta play no more heroes 3 i've got to play a bunch of indie games that i want to make videos about but really it's ghost of tsushima this week all week Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I told myself I would be into it day one, but then I got caught up with a whole bunch of other stuff coming out and I do it to myself. I don't know why I got a Series X because I've been neglecting my (laughs) PS5 because I've been playing with my Series X so much. I'll talk about it in a few, but uh, yeah. What what, what else you been getting into aside from Ghost? Baldo. This was a a pretty hyped up, at least in indie communities game. It came out on mobile platforms like uh, Apple Arcade. It's on the PlayStation Switch. I believe on the Xbox too, but a very Ghibli inspired type Zelda inspired game. Ooh. A lot of people have been really excited about this one. So I'm very excited to jump into that. And then there was another kind of similar vein 2D platformer called Hoa that came out earlier this week. 
And this game's only 15 bucks, and it's it's worth every dollar. Me and my son were actually playing it, and he absolutely loves it. It's not going to blow your mind. Puzzles aren't super hard. It's just a really fun, relaxing, beautiful game. All right. Awesome. So Baldo, is that B-A-L-D-O? That's right. It's a strange name. The name does not at all conjure any type of image of what the game actually is, so you need to <laughs> at least look at the trailer. Then you'll see why people are excited. Yeah. Now, you literally said Ghibli Zelda. I'm sold, so yeah, uh, yeah. sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> still trying to you know all these new games it's kind of hard but neo that world ends with you came mm-hmm. out not too long ago mm-hmm. and that probably for years was at the top of my list of sequels i've wanted made i'm trying mm-hmm. to go through it and i'm not really documenting it because i just want to get the whole experience and think about it after i'm done mm-hmm. about what i'm going to say but so far i can say that it was what i was hoping it would be good, good. as a as a world ends with you fan i think anybody out there who played the game knows what i'm talking about they started and stopped sequel for a long time. They probably three times they started and stopped before they settled on this and finally made it. And it's really exciting. Derek, this week, what you playing, man? I'm playing Legend of Gaia. I am officially further than I've ever been in the game. And wow. it's wild. And the funny thing is, I'm less hours in than I was last time I played it. So I was 25 hours in last time. Now I'm like 20, and I'm further than I got last time. So yeah. I've been using a guide because... I mean, with those old games, you kind of have to, the old yeah, RPGs that's, that's... anyway, because you don't want to miss something that's going to significantly <laughs> well, you don't change your have... chances of beating a boss later. I'm 100% I mean? with this. This I will absolutely easily go for help. I don't have time to yeah. grind anymore. Well, that's the mm-hmm. thing. That's the thing I was going to say. I used to have a rule when I was a young man where I would play through the game once without any assistance, and then I would guide it up on my second playthrough because my second playthrough was guaranteed. But like right. you guys are alluding to, we're old, we got kids, we got wives, we got jobs. We can't, mm-mm, no. We, yeah. you, you get one playthrough if you lucky. So a guide, yep. for sure. You got to streamline that yeah. experience sometimes. I get it. Yeah, and even then, like you still have to actually like defeat the bosses, which is a f- just ridiculous. <laughs> the point that I'm at now, you have to fight three siblings. They separate your party, so it's one character fighting a boss. Oof. You fight three bosses, and then after that, you have to all come together to fight another boss. No breaks in between. On the first, <laughs> on the first boss, they put you with your arguably weakest character, and you have to beat this guy. And it's like, uh, it's so difficult. And they don't let you save before you go through this entire dungeon to get to this point. So wow. now I have to go back through the dungeon again and do all that. But first, I have to grind some levels because it's it's ridiculous. Like they can take you out in one hit if you're not careful so it's just it's one of those things it's that old school jrpg jank when i finally beat the boss i'm gonna jump out my chair and just probably put the game down for a little bit because it gets so frustrating sometimes but i am loving every minute of it and like i said it's 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 great it's great i love legend of gaia i'm actually over halfway through the game now no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned last week that about the Duck Station emulator and how that enables people to play PlayStation 1 games on their Xbox One or their Series X or S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I, just I, I didn't know you could do it on the One, so I might have to do that this weekend. Yeah, I got the Duck Station up and running, and I played Legend of Agaia on it, and I put it in widescreen mode, and I clocked Ooh. it to run at 60 frames a second. And it has, Duck Station has built-in cheats for every game. So if I wanted to, I could actually up my money or up my HP or MP. So uh, 
I'm, I'm, I know that you don't need further convincing to get an Xbox, Derek, but, uh, you know, Ooh, life is like a hurricane so here in Duckburg. <laughs> I would literally just cheat through that whole game and I would not care. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would not care. Level 99, let's go. Well, I, I, I'm not cheating on most games, but I did start a Final Fantasy Tactics playthrough with Cloud Unlocked from Jump because I don't got uh-huh. any, I know ain't nobody got time for that. Right. So, <laughs> but Duck Station is fabulous. And I also learned a few other things through the channel that I learned to kind of install it. I set my Xbox Series X on my network so I can actually get on my computer and access it through like what I enabled as the X drive, cute, and mm. connect to my Series X in developer mode. It cost me $19 to purchase developer mode, but I got myself a, a file, and then I was able to move the duck station along with source all my games and move them on over to my Series X and play them and... Man, there are so many tools in Duck Station. There's, like I said, the widescreen hack. There's overclocking. There are ways to cut down load times even further, but it already cuts all load times in half just by default. Wow. Uh, it's probably at, at present, unless you want the most authentic experience, which would be, of course, playing it on an original PS1 on like a CRT. But at present, it's probably the best way for me to play my PlayStation 1 games. It's amazing. Awesome. On so. an Xbox. That is that is amazing. Yeah. On an Xbox. Before <laughs> PlayStation 5. Yeah. That is crazy. I, yeah. I, oh, man. I can't wait to get it running. But aside from that, I played a few games this week. Monday Night Brawlers on Twitch. I played Double Dragon and Kunio-kun Bundle. So that is a collection of the first three Double Dragon games. It seems like the NES versions of the games and not the arcade, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I grew up with. And then for Kunio-kun, all of those River City Ransom-esque games that never came stateside. I think Crash and the Boys did, but a lot of like the sports shoot-offs aside from Super Dodgeball didn't. It's a fun bundle. It's really cool. Yeah, no, it's neat. It's neat. Some of it's a little esoteric and hard to figure out, and you're working with two buttons. But if you know anything about River City Ransom or Kunio-kun at all, or even Double Dragon, to be honest, they yeah. fit so many actions on just two buttons. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> it's it is insane how many, yeah. So I was having a lot of fun with that, and I think I'm going to follow up. I, I purposely held off playing River City Ransom. I played all the other games on the bundle. I'm going to play River City Ransom probably this week. That was the beat-em-up that actually got me into beat-em-up. So it was my very first. It's my it's my favorite game on the NES, period, is River City mm. Ransom. I so, didn't get to discover them until much later, but I, I still love them. They're great games. Yeah, definitely great games. Another great game I tried out for First Time Tuesday was The Ascent. Have you guys heard of The Ascent? Yeah. I yeah, I actually made a video about that one. It's, uh, it's, a, it's honestly a ton of fun. It is. So for those who don't know, because this wasn't really on my radar, I literally played it just because it was on Games Pass, and I heard a couple of good things here and there after I got my Series X. It's top-down a la like Diablo, and it's cyberpunk, you're on this planet as like an indentured servant, I guess, or something like corporations basically took over and yeah, you have to work Hmm. off like your sentence for your traveling to the planet and whatnot. And I'm doing odd jobs for everybody. And you mainly use guns. There are people that attack you with melee weapons, but if you get to fight with melee weapons, I have not unlocked this yet. It starts off a little easy in like the opening chapter, but then it very quickly, you understand how hard combat can get just like any other RPG. You can put points into your health 
your energy. You can basically install different attacks a la cybernetics, like Cyberpunk 2077, actually, a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of even buggy like Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> but not terrible. Yeah, I was going to so. ask, did you, did you hit any bad bugs while you were playing? Not any bad bugs. I hit a bug where a person just kind of walked through, like I was talking to a bartender to turn in some bounties, and a person kind of just waded waist deep into the bar <laughs> while I was talking to him. <laughs> And I'm trying to think if there were any other bugs. Uh, nothing of note, but I, I notated that one. I think another one while I was streaming. Because I streamed it on Casual Thursdays, too, because I had so much fun with it. Overall, I really like it. It's starting to get a little samey. But as soon as it does, they inter- they usually introduce either a new enemy type or a new area or a new power or a new whatever. So I feel like there's a lot more for me to discover in this game as I go. And the combat is so fun. The thing I love most about the combat is they have kind of a cover-based system, but you don't lock to cover. You can crouch, right? And if you Mm -hmm. shoot while crouched behind cover, you'll just shoot at the cover. But if you hold down the left trigger, you'll actually aim your gun over the cover. So you can essentially keep yourself guarded from fire and shoot at enemies from the cover. And that's really how you're going to stay alive, especially when you get in a firefight with, you know, multiple people shooting back at you. Now, the enemies will evolve, and they'll start throwing grenades at you, or there'll be enemies that leap at you, and maybe they're more melee-oriented. They even have enemies that are short, because they have different races in the game. So either robots or aliens, that if you have left trigger held down, you're not going to hit them, because the bullets just fly over their heads. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And you also have really big dudes that like take a lot of damage and just come at you, so you got to find different ways. But I like that enemy tactics will you know you get used to doing that and that helps but you also get forced out of that and try to find other ways to survive there's constant things in the environment that can help you things that explode you can hack machines to get health for free or just shoot and blow them up there's some gambling aspects i saw where you can kind of gamble money and every car or motorcycle you run past usually you can open and take the change in their console which is funny to me (laughs) um and it's heavily inspired by like Blade Runner like visuals they shamelessly rip from cyberpunk movies which is in a good way it's a gorgeous looking game filled to the brim with like junk and neon and it's very dense it was really cool world to explore yeah yeah so I really like it. I, I would recommend it. I hope I can find more people on the Series X to play it with because I haven't got a really a chance to experience the multiplayer. I could probably play with some Randys. I just haven't got around to even trying that yet. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it for anybody that's into RPGs or like that top-down Diablo-esque uh, dungeon crawling. It's awesome. Okay. Very fun. Very cool game. I, I, I look forward to playing it more. Last Friday, for Friday Night Frights, I started Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth. I liked it so much, I'm going to be playing Part 2 tonight, so that'll be up by the time this episode is up. It's it's an old Bethesda game, it's got some jank to it, but you know you know me and Lovecraftian games, really into that type of lore, and I've gotten far enough to where I've gotten in, you know past like your initial investigation into the town of Innsmouth and a missing person, and you're like into combat now, so... I'm kind of getting into that, and I remember when I played it originally on the original Xbox, I think I had had to play it on my 360, because I didn't have access to an original Xbox when I first got it. I remember the combat being even more wonky, and I think that's where I stopped, so hopefully I actually get further this time. It won't crash on me as much. It runs terribly on PC and 360, (laughs) so I'm glad that I have an original Xbox to run it now, and I have a way to, to run it to actually capture the footage on my Xbox. 
So <laughs> feel blessed for that. But check that out if you're interested. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and I'm going to be trying to go as far as I can in that, maybe do a few more episodes on it. The last game I played this week that actually came out this week, I believe, and it's on Game Pass, 12 Minutes. Yes, yeah. I played this. Yeah, so that's a time loop game where you basically, it, you have more than 12 minutes, sometimes less. You kind of advance the story in a way faster or slower depending on the actions that you take. But essentially, you go home to your apartment, you're hanging out with, I assume is your wife or your girlfriend, you find out some news, a cop comes in, shit goes down, goes south real quick, and then you find yourself back at the beginning of that sequence, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and you have Willem to Willem Dafoe bottom. cop, too. Willem Dafoe, yeah, he comes in like, Spider-Man, join <laughs> yeah. me and we can run this city right. together. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he comes in oh, like, you're yeah. under arrest. <laughs> Let me zip tie you. But um, it's got a lot of stars. It's got Daisy Ridley. I think she plays the the girlfriend. James McAvoy plays your main character. Um, they spent some money on voice wow. talent. Hmm. I don't think necessarily they... six years. It Long took six time. years? Wow, wow. Yeah, okay. they took they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. I remember it was announced in 2015. It's catching some wow. flack. There's a lot of stuff online yeah. about how people hate the ending. I did see the ending. <sighs> Let me ask you, without telling what the ending is, because I don't want to spoil it for people out there, I think it's it should be experienced for those who are interested. What did you think of the ending, Josh? Um, I'm... You know, I hate I hate to trash on a game. They they put a lot of good work into it, and I had a lot of fun. But there's two things that stuck out. I wasn't huge on the ending, and I felt like the control scheme was very familiar. Like all the work they put in, I felt like it was like I was playing a mid two thousands point and click game on my computer. It does feel very point and click. And, yeah, I mean, it could be. Cl- I've played worse point and clicks for sure. Oh, absolutely. This is a game like especially if you have Game Pass, play it. It's a, it's a cool game. It's got some very interesting parts to it. Yeah, but it's not its not game of the year. No, no. It's an interesting experience, and the barrier to entry is low. But I don't hate the ending as much as everybody else does. I get why it's hated, certainly. I get it. I'm like, uh, you're pulling some insert game here that I won't say because you'll guess what it is type stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, you and I were actually talking about this game earlier in the week on TikTok, if you remember which game I'm talking about. It was mm-hmm. one where I said the developer should go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're pulling some similar yeah. stuff there. Yeah, very. Um, man, you read my mind. Yeah, right? So, again, I don't want to get... Because if I say it, people are going to go, oh, like I don't want to say what it is. But, yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth playing. It's very interesting. I like the idea. I hope it inspires other games to do similar shit with the premise. Let's just yeah. say that, right? For sure. Absolutely. Uh, if you like adventure games, then this is a game that you'll most likely enjoy. Yeah. And even if you don't, I'm not big on adventure games, but I do like when a game has a strong narrative or puzzle solving or a mystery. And I think there's, there's puzzle solving and a bit of a mystery here at play. And if you absolutely hate adventure games, like can't stand them, this may turn you off, but it's, it's so bite size and it's a lot less obtuse. I think, especially like than the classic adventure games are there's, I don't know. It, it's a little obtuse, though. <laughs> like there were a couple times where I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that was a couple situations. And that first time your your character gets killed oops. by Willem Dafoe's cop was yeah. just like, "Damn!" Like that felt unprovoked. Yeah, they they definitely want to get you into the loop sequence pretty quick. 
And it, it did add a sense of urgency. Like on the next one, I was like, oh, okay, okay I got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll give them that. Maybe that's what they were going for. But uh, yeah, I would recommend it with caveats. You know, it's, it's not going to be for everybody. But overall, despite the ending and some quirks, I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a cool. Ooh. I don't regret any time with it. I had fun, and I look forward to seeing if the developer is going to support it post-launch or work on a new title. They could probably learn a lot of good things from what they did there. Definitely, definitely. Like, don't hire such expensive voice actors. Willem Dafoe is great. Seriously, but why though? But why though? <laughs> I mean, it, go with Nolan North or something. I mean, it can't be as expensive, and that's top tier. Well, in right. in a game this small with this little dialogue, I feel like you could give you know maybe some less lesser known voice actors some work, and they would do just as good a job. But again, I get yeah, it. They sure. wanted something to hook people. There's a draw. People love Willem Dafoe. I get it. So, all right. Well, let's get on over to gaming news. Gaming news. Wait, music's <laughs> on the way, people. I'm pro- I promise, music <laughs> is on the way. But in the meantime. Fortnite. We don't talk about Fortnite much on this channel. We're an old man channel, or at least I'm oh, an yeah. old man. I won't speak for anybody else. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I absolutely am. I'm, I'm old. I'm <laughs> Relatively, me. right? The reason why we're talking about Fortnite this week is because they had a very notable addition. Now, Fortnite's no stranger to IP guests. I mean, what was it? Like Master Chief was in it, right? Or Samus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Yep. Uh, uh, Travis Scott was actually promoted in it. Ariana Grande, yeah, we got real yeah, world people, concert and everything. Yeah, Diplo, so, he was in it. Exactly. So the natural progression, of course, is we need to get a civil rights leader in there. <laughs> and I mean, if you're gonna get, you got to get like the king of civil the rights leader, the big, the pop star, uh, Martin Luther King. So, according to Epic, there's a new exhibit in Fortnite, which was created as part of a partnership with Time Studios. It teleports Fortnite players to D.C. 1963, a reimagined Washington, D.C., where they will be able to visit the Lincoln Memorial and the National Mall to hear King deliver his infamous 17-minute speech calling for civil rights. Uh, They say the experience extends with museum-inspired points of interest and a collaborative minigame quests that you can complete with others. These activities progress players through the experience and bring to life important themes of Dr. King's speech. We move forward when we work together. So, I have some thoughts, but I'm really curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are because I brought this story up before we started, but didn't really get your take. Uh, uh, Josh, what, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, MLK and Fortnite? I I can see the intent behind it, and the, in, the intent is is that that's great, but I just. I don't know. Something about it feels disingenuous a little bit. Oh yeah. In a in a game that's constantly, yeah, you know, with epic behind it, and I mean, there's layer upon layer why that I feel that way. But really, it just feels. I got to tell you, it was a very strange moment when I turned on my PS5 and I saw that little news story that said Time and Fortnite, and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. And I did not feel like (laughs) anything about it was going to be good. Now, if this gets a kid to see that and, and they're like, oh, this is great. I want to learn more about about this. Then that's fine. But I don't I don't know. I just I'm kind of curious what you guys feel, because I kind of feel weird about it. Yeah, I think I think that's natural. Yeah. Uh, Derek, I, what do you think? I don't understand the intent. First of all, it's not even February. So what are we doing? And... <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey, black history all year long. 
Black History 360. I, I, I certainly, I feel like that's what a lot of people are thinking. Like, oh. is, is it February? Yeah. <laughs> is it 2022? Yeah. No, it's not. That's kind of one of the things I, I low-key like about it, that we're not trying to partition yeah, it off. Yeah, I know. I, I feel you. I feel you. It's yeah. interesting, to say the least. Like you said, Josh, it seems very disingenuous. I don't really understand the intent behind it. I don't. Okay. I, I don't I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. They did work with the King estate and got the go ahead, full complete cooperation. And okay. I think they made a statement so some, cool. something to the effect of if this gets King's message out to a younger audience in an interactive way, we con- we're constantly seeking ways to get his message to new audiences. We're mm-hmm. we're we support it, right? Which makes me feel a little bit better. It's really easy, especially when it comes to like large multi-billion-dollar corporations, to be like, uh, you know, what what's your thing? Pandering. Because yeah. one of the things that's often overlooked about Dr. King is he was a socialist. Absolutely. Know? Thank and you for saying that. He warned of white liberals. He warned of people who pretend, like, take his words and pretend to care about them, but then follow it up with hollow action. And I'm not saying this is one of those hollow actions, because like you guys have mentioned, this could be a good thing. This could get the message out to somebody new. And mm-hmm. when it comes to education, sometimes you got to meet kids where they're at, and kids are on Fortnite. So I don't want to curmudgeonly like shake my fist at a cloud and say, yeah. Fortnite is bullshit, even though in my heart of hearts, I, I kind of feel like it is. But again, not to poo-poo it for other people. It's kind of an interesting thing. I really do like the history mode and stuff that they've been putting in Assassin's Creed lately, and that's actually been used recently in universities and schools, and I think that is just dope as fuck. I think that's Yeah, really, that's cool. That that's would really have, cool. Like, I would woke me up in history class. They're like, today we're going to take a virtual tour through Rome. I'm like, fuck, right. yes. So, <laughs> I think large, like, I'm... 80 20 80 support it 20 like eh. but again it's not for me this isn't for me i've right. had my my run in with civil rights and that education and it was presented to me in all the ways that were available at the time some good some bad yeah. right and then i got mm-hmm. you know the re-education when i was older because again a lot of the history we learned as children especially from our generation was most certainly whitewashed Oh, and, absolutely. And a lot of people are having, especially a lot of white people, they're having a reckoning that a lot of, you know, people who have already been through it or have loved ones that have been through it have known for a long time that things are screwed and it's not just surface level. We need people of color and positions. It's systemic. It's policy. And it's a lot of things that Dr. King spoke on that really got him killed that were swept under the rug past the I have a dream mm-hmm. speech. So yeah. I hope that this is the start of getting not only his message out, but his complete message. Maybe James Baldwin, the messages of other civil rights leaders in their full context out to young children. And in that case, I do support it. But I'm not going to speak for everybody. I think everybody's going to have a different opinion on it. And at the end of the day, I, I we're actually, all doing the best we can. I, re- I agree with you. I think that this conversation we're having right now is probably very similar to what they had over at the studios who make Fortnite and Epic. You know, having this conversation about access, who can see it, the younger audience. It's a, it's a good conversation to have. But it always feels a little bit icky when this kind of stuff is presented in a forum that's made just to make money. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's that's the part that's, mm, yeah. Call me when they put Malcolm X in there. 
man. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, you know what? The one thing I do, uh, I'll give credit for this. Yeah, they're probably banking on this making bank, but at least Fortnite is free, and the cost of entry to actually go see this is probably free as well. This isn't part of like a DLC pack, like the Silver Rights DLC pack. Yeah. <laughs> Very good point. You know Very I mean? good point. Yeah, MLK DLC. <laughs> and as long as I don't see anybody like standing up on his lectern and flossing while he's parts. doing a speech, I'll, I'll be okay. You have a dream for fifteen ninety nine. Exactly. Oh my God! All right. Well, let's let's move on from that. Then we have GamesCon stuff to talk about. That was the big kind of news chunk this week. Was all the stuff announced, yeah, yeah. updated, and discussed during GamesCon. So I know you had a few things that stood out to you, Josh. Uh, let us know yes. kind of what 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 games really caught your eye. What, what did you like that you saw? What's up with Gamescom this week? So the first day of Gamescom was the day before opening Night Live. And they did the Xbox presentation that day. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised yeah. that they um, had so many games that I was interested in in that presentation. But one in particular was called Into the Pit. It's like mm-hmm. an old school Hexen Doom uh, inspired first person shooter. Mm-hmm. It looks really, really good. And it's very hard to look up because when you Google Into the Pit, you get a million different things that have nothing to do with the game. So you got to do a little right. bit more digging. But this is coming out on Game Pass in October. And uh, that was a really, really cool look. And then we got the launch trailer for Psychonauts 2 later in that same show. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool stuff about Dying Light 2. And just, oh man, it was it was stacked. Not even talking about opening night live. That was a really, really good presentation. Yeah, as far as Into the Pit, I have an opinion on that. It looks cool. And again, it's got that Cthulhu bullshit that I love. Yeah. What I what I didn't like about it, and I, I recently commented on one of your TikToks. You probably didn't see it because I commented today. It's too colorful. I like color in games, especially when it's used well, especially when it really vibes with the art design. But this just seems like somebody heard, games are not colorful enough. And they just went, how can we pump this game full of as much color as possible? Like every power you have has a neon rainbow color attached to it. So one of your hands is purple, the other is yellow. One's green, one's blue. And then everything you shoot out sparks a varying color and everything explodes in color and everything's colorful. And I feel like this would do better with a more kind of goth or underworld red tones, blood tones type of aesthetic, maybe greens. It's just it's too much of everything. And it does a lot. It detracts mm-hmm. a little bit, I think, from the art direction rather than adds to it. That's just my personal opinion. Now, does that that mean I won't try it out? Hell no. I'm still going to try it out. It looks cool. But I wish they didn't just barf Skittles all over the screen the whole time is all I'm saying. <laughs> There's a lot going on for sure. And it was a small clip. So, you know, yeah. it's going to be hard to until I actually get my hands on it. But I'm, it's coming out pretty soon. So we'll find out. True story. Speaking of horror theme stuff, though, you had mentioned Blasphemous. That was on your radar, too. Yes. Yeah, so... After they did the amazing indie showcase, which was like an hour and a half of all indie games, and they, I don't think they opened up with it, but very close to the beginning, they showed this amazing animated sequence in the world of Blasphemous for promotion of the new DLC that's coming out later this year, and it's mm-hmm. free. And they also announced at the same time that they're doing a sequel to it, which will be coming out in 2023. And I don't know if you guys have played this game. You know, I'm old enough now to where very few games I play them and go, wow. I have not seen this before. This is really cool. And Blasphemous yeah. did that with its art style and its subject matter. It was just, uh, it's so many Metroidvanias out there. This was one that really stood out. It's beautiful. I bought it. I actually bought it on Limited Run. I have a physical copy. I played through, I want to say a few hours. 
and the similarities to Dark Souls were too much. Like the the parts of Dark Souls I don't like. I don't like. I mean, it's very difficult, which is fine. But I don't like when you die, you lose stuff, and then you have to go back. And I think either fight yeah, yourself or that. fight the thing that killed you. I can't remember, but it's not easy to go back and get your progress. And I don't like. Yeah, it's one a of my difficult game. I, I I bounced my head against the walls a couple times, but I stuck it through, and I'm glad I did. And this is yeah. coming from somebody who owns all the Dark Soul games and hasn't beat any of them. <laughs> yeah same thing here I, I'm afraid to admit but yeah <laughs> I just love the art I love I want yeah. to yeah, like it's them beautiful so much. it's it so is. beautiful it's, it's such so a cool, cool game yeah now we, we've talked at length how we're scrubs and we don't do so well at Dark Souls maybe one day we'll go to Dark Souls yeah. school one day Who I'm knows? gonna do it I'm gonna do gonna it do I it. own it I own Sekiro I am going to go after these games at some point at least that's what I'm telling myself but I think I can do it I mean I you beat can. the original Mega Man when I was like eight years old Come on, I can be a Dark Souls. You can team. you can tap into yeah, it. Just can, give up. Just take a week. Old. Lock yourself in the basement. Yeah. Don't eat. Don't sleep. Just do it. You can do it. Yes. We believe in you. <laughs> Always have hope. Always have hope. <laughs> All right, Derek. You mentioned a game earlier that really stood out to you. Gamescom. What was that again? Doke V. Doke V. Or Doke v. Mm. When I watched this trailer, I was like, "What is this? And when can I have it?" Because it yeah, looks like no, it looks a, fantastic. Yeah, it looks like a jet set radio slash Pixar video game. Chibi where, babies skating yeah. around, right? Yeah, and you have like all these different modes it's of transportation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like kinda like a realism as far as the world, but the characters are like real cartoony. Mm-hmm. And like you say, real chibi. And then there's I guess there's a monster collecting aspect to it too, and you can have monster partners and do special moves and it's <laughs> like you were saying on the other game it's really colorful yeah like, well, this is from colorful, the same studio, but it fits it fits here yeah it fits here that made black desert online is the one behind dokv okay korean studio yeah hmm. so that's pretty exciting because that game it's gorgeous i'm not a huge fan of it but it looks great and there's a lot to go on from there but i thought that yeah, was really and, interesting mm-hmm. and the the one thing that really really stood out was the song <laughs> that played through the whole trailer i was like oh shit i'm about to download this <laughs> oh yeah it was a bop for sure did, did i was you singing along the song at all Were you able no to i don't out? No, i have no I idea used what it is Shazam on my iphone and it was like there's no entry results we can't find anything on this song damn they yeah, made it up on the yeah. spot somebody was like literally mm-hmm. at the gamescom just singing into a mic <laughs> i was like oh shit like you said it's a bop dude <laughs> I'm buying this. <laughs> and I guess oh. it was originally supposed to be like a MMO, yeah. but they changed it to an open world adventure game. I'm glad they did because it looks yeah. really yeah, that, cool. MMOs are hard to get into these days for me yeah. at least. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I've never was, been an MMO fan. so I was just talking to Big Nkrumah earlier today from Gamer Friends, and he was playing Destiny, of course. It's his favorite game. He was like, you think you might get into Destiny? And I was like, brother, listen, man. <laughs> I... <laughs> I just can't commit to just one game. My my free time, I do carve out a decent amount for playing games, but there's all these different games I want to try, so I'm always bouncing from thing to thing. It sounds like Josh can relate because you kind of do the similar thing. 100%. 100%. Man. And I do log into a game when it really, like, you know, there's a game like, wow, this is good, and I want to finish it, and I do finish games, but sometimes I'll cycle through a bunch of them before I land on one, and even then, you ain't keeping me for longer than probably a month because I got to beat you and move on, you yeah. know? Right. So the very idea of a game that's just you just you just play this you just play this you just, just time and play this. what you do this is what yeah. you do now and i'm like i don't want to know <laughs> you know <laughs> um, it's too much 
I am not monogamous when it comes to video games. I am polyamorous. Mm. I'm poly as hell. I'm out here just with all the game babies. <laughs> just girlfriend meme. I'm looking at a thousand other games. So right. just controllers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, looking around at the basement, that's exactly the situation I find myself in right now. I can, I still can't believe I bought a Series X. I put so much shit on my plate with that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Well, I'm going to rattle off a few other things that I noticed, and we'll kind of give our take after everything is said and done. So I'm just going to go through the list here. So Sifu gets a release date, February 22nd. That's still coming to PC and PlayStation. Definitely interested in that as a beat-em-up. Horizon of Forbidden mm-hmm. West is delayed until February 18th. There's a lot of games coming out in February, BTW. Dying Light 2 dropped a gameplay trailer that looks really dope. You actually did a pretty good job putting it up on your TikTok. So for those interested, go to Why You Should Play and check out the TikTok. Arrives December 7th. Forza 5 on day one with Xbox. They did a really good job capping it off with Forza 5, showing you how you drop in and start playing, giving you a ton of details. Custom controller looks really cool for the game. I, I want that controller. I it's, really want it's that gorgeous. controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. Whew. yeah. So pretty. A Saints Row reboot. So February, again, February 25th. It's on everything but Switch. It takes me back to more of a Saints Row 2 vibe, which is my favorite Saints Row. So I'm kind of yes, excited about this. Saints Row. I was talking to GP from Call It Like I Don't See It podcast earlier in the week about this one. And I was saying, I with Saints Row, once you got to 3 and on, it's like if everything is insane, then nothing is insane. They went too right. far. You have to have a basis in the real world for things to really shock and seem outstanding. And not that those games didn't have any merits. Fun to fly around as a superhero in an alien approximation of the Saints Row City or Simulation. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But not for me. I, Saints Row 2, you know, shooting poop on houses. That's where it's at. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I never from played game. those games. I oh. remember watching the trailer. I went in like I knew of them. Uh, yeah. I never really played them though. And I'm watching the show, and that trailer comes on, and I'm going, "This looks really fucking awesome." Do yourself uh, a favor. What game is this? I was yeah. trying to figure out what it was, and then when they, you know, revealed it, I was like, "No way!" That game is instantly on my radar. Yeah, no. I mean, this this reboot looks great. But do yourself a favor. Track down Saints Row Two. Go to the okay. creator character create a character that looks like Joker and then play like you are the Joker. Like that, <laughs> right. that is seriously right. super villain simulator and it's wonderful. And you oh, do such awesome. silly shit. Yeah. Um, there's a mechanic where you just grab somebody by their collar and their, and their waistband and toss them. And then <laughs> you can toss them anywhere you want in front of a car in a jet propeller. It's good stuff. Anyways, moving on. We have midnight suns, Marvel's midnight suns. That looks to be a tactical RPG. We only got a video trailer, but the video trailer was really cool. Oh, my God. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, it was really it was dope. Um, cool. March 2022 is when it's going to release, and they said they're going to have a gameplay trailer for us September 1st. Okay. Cult of the Lamb, and this is very much a Devolver-published game, oh, which you can almost tell so just good. from looking at it. Developed by Massive Monster. It's basically a little lamb who is about to be slaughtered and then gets saved by a mysterious force and gets powers and then ends up building a town where all the other animals worship the lamb, and then they go off to defend their followers from other potential prophets or other people's powers. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Beware it's of like false a, prophets. <laughs> it's kind of like a protects build village thingy with a roguelike or like a dungeon crawl type thing married with it. It's coming out in 2022. 
it looks really neat. I love the art style. It's a very cutesy, but there's a lot of violence happening. So just that dissonance, I think, kind of really fits together well. Midnight Fight Express. This is by a single developer by the name of Jacob Dwin- Zwinnell. Zwinnell? That's a hard one. I know yeah. what you're talking about. That's a hard mm. one. <laughs> it's like D-Z-W-I-N-E-L. He is a father who made the game by himself. So kudos, because where do you find the time? It looks right. like a Seriously. really decent beat 'em up, and it's coming out sometime this year. And I believe it's going to be on Game Pass oh, it is this Day year? One. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, 2021 is what they said. And then April O'Neil was announced as a playable character in yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, she looks really cool. That looks like yeah, a ton of fun. Like I'm really ass. excited about that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. After how good Streets of Rage Four was, I'm ready for more. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you kind of mentioned it when what we were playing, but this week, guys, Mist came out again, like a re-release. No More Heroes 3 literally drops while we're recording today, so it's out by the time you're listening to this. Hoa sounds really cool. I'm going to check out Baldo. I think that sounds neat. What, what yes. uh, system is Baldo on? It's on every... I, I'm not sure if it's on Xbox, but I know it's on PlayStation Switch, and it's also on Apple Arcade for Apple devices. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to check it out for sure. It sounds dope. <laughs> Speaking of sounding good, we got people who think we sound good, and they decided to write in questions for us in a segment we like to call Listener Questions. Now, this week, we get the triumphant return of Ron B., my friend, your friend. We know him and we love him, and he had a question about co-op games. He writes in, I finally got around to playing It Takes Two with my oldest son. I got it for his birthday, and we've been playing it all weekend. We both love it. Love to hear that, by the way. That game is amazing. Derek and I had a great time. I feel like we really bonded during that game. I feel closer to him, and I think we're going to save our marriage because of it, so that's good. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know about A Way Out. I'll likely pick it up soon, he says. So besides A Way Out, I'm wondering, is there any other games like It Takes Two that are good that you or Derek could recommend? So I'll include you in on this question, of course, Josh. And I'll ask you first, I know we were kind of lightly discussing this earlier as a topic that we were going to bring up. Did you think of any co-op games that either a father and son can play or just good co-op games in general? I've actually got a few that I've had time to think about it. The first co-op game my son really played with me was Minecraft Dungeons. Mm. That was a really fun game. That it was the, the control style was easy enough for him to understand, but for a more experienced player, it was, it was a fun grind. So that was one that I really liked. Sackboy for the PS5 is another yeah. really fun game that's co-op with a partner. And you can do it online, too. Um, but the one that's my favorite, but is a bit more difficult for less experienced players, is Overcooked 2. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Great. so much fun <laughs> so and hard. stressful at the same time. My wife literally was like, nope, not playing this. This is too much. I'm getting stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> Those three games are the ones that came out that that popped up in my head because i had a lot of fun with those and i don't play a ton of multiplayer games but these ones stood out yeah no those are solid solid recommendations and i agree with you overcooked might be much for a kid but every kid's different and his kid's a little older maybe they might be get it get the hang of it what about you derek uh, you think of any co-op games to recommend uh, the only co-op game i can really think of is uh and this just depends on what he allows his son to play but mortal kombat shaolin monks like that's such a blast playing oh that, no, that would work that's all pixely it's not like and, real. yeah i mean you know you, well, you, know, you, you know, can do so fatalities are, so. but you you have to yeah. seek them out so i don't know exactly but yeah mortal kombat's shaolin monks is just it's so fun and it's got apparently it's got jank to it i didn't know it did 
until I replayed it with Michael. <laughs> it's got a little jank to it. You're right. But, uh, yeah, it's a it's a good, really fun time. There's lots of laughs to be had when you're missing jumps and just <laughs> accidentally hitting your uh, co-op partner. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, Charlotte Monks, like I really, really want another one of those. Yeah, always be plugging on MRC Paperstacks Plays on YouTube. You can see the episode where Derek and I played that game together. So check it out if yeah. you're curious about it. Uh, I had a few games. So I'd recommend the Lego series. If you haven't already oh, played yeah. these with your kid, the yeah. Lego games, most of them feature co-op. You know, the original Star Wars trilogy, Indiana Jones, Batman. A lot of kids like the Batman series. you got Marvels mm-hmm. on there. There are so many properties that you like, even Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, they've got one, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're great. You Jurassic know, they, Park. Yep, yep. There's light puzzle solving, nothing that you can't handle or help have your kid help you with. The combat is pretty simple, but the pantomiming of all the movies, especially if you've seen the movies, is really great. I don't like how they started just inserting the voice acting from the movies. I liked it so much more when they were pantomiming the movie and referencing it, like in the original Lego games. I thought that worked yeah, they weren't even there me. wasn't even any spoken dialogue, was no. there in the early ones? No, yeah. it, it was just mm-hmm. all yeah. kind of tongue in cheek, wink, wink, look at us, kind of pantomiming the movie that you already seen, and I love that. So yeah, that was I'd, fun. Yeah, we should go back to that to be honest. But the newer trailer that we saw for the Skywalker Saga, which is all nine of the films in Lego form. It seems like they kind of redid some scenes and added some dialogue or made some changes to try to get some of that spirit back, even though it has spoken dialogue. So, yeah, you know. Uh, there's a couple of beat-em-ups I think would be good. Castle Crashers I think is great and would be fun to play with your kid. Streets of Rage 4. Derek and I also played that uh, yeah. recently, and I have an episode on that on, on uh, Monday Night Brawlers and MC Paper Stacks Plays. It's really fun. So beat-em-ups are always simple and really fun to play with a friend. Stardew Valley, if people don't realize, Stardew Valley added a co-op mode not too long ago, and that is a very chill game, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of different stuff you can do. You can go dungeon crawling in that game to get supplies. You can, of course, farm. You can do a lot of different activities. You can go fishing, and it might be a kind of a cool, calm way to like bond and, and build a farm together. I think that would be really neat, so something to look into. And the last one, and again... To mirror Derek's sentiment, I don't know if the violence is going to be an issue or not. But again, you know, use your discretion depending on how old your kid is. Resident Evil Revelations 2, I think, is really great as a co-op, especially with a less experienced gamer. Because the second player typically doesn't engage in combat. The second player is either going to be Moira Burton or I can't remember the little girl's name that plays with uh, Barry Burton. But Mm. either of them either have powers like shining a flashlight or pointing where monsters are at or solving, you know, puzzles where you need like a smaller person or a second person. And then the main character, either Claire Redfield or Barry Burton, are the ones that kind of handle most of the combat. So I think that that's kind of a cool game. I've actually, you you know, my wife, she's not very good at video games. Uh, Speaking of Mm -hmm. Overcooked, it almost broke us. (laughs) 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 She was like, I just can't. I can't. I'm like, fair enough. But she was able to hold her own for quite a while while we were playing Resident Evil Revelations 2. And I had a lot of fun playing that with her. She screamed so loud I couldn't use any of the footage that we had, unfortunately, uh, because I was recording it. And she just, like, (laughs) broke the mic, which was cute. But it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad that she played that with me. So those are recommendations that I would make. Awesome. It it takes two sets of high bar. That was actually a really great game. 
Yeah, it no, it's one of the best. Like you started at the top. It's all down here from downhill from here, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know, one more I just thought of at the top of my head. It's a little expensive. Hopefully they put it on sale soon. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance just got re-released on consoles from the old PS2 days. That's a really good co-op game that you can mm-hmm. play. And it's a simple dungeon crawler, but it's still a lot of fun. I'd recommend that one as well. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good one. All right, all right. So this time in the show, I always like to check in and see what people are feeling. So, Josh, you being the guest this week, I just got to ask one question. This week, what are you feeling, sir? I'm feeling anime. Hmm. I have been watching it for the yes. ever since yesterday morning. I am probably 13 episodes in into Demon Slayer, hmm. and I haven't had this much fun with an anime in a long time. I'm not like a hardcore anime watcher, but... Same. The one thing that always got me about anime was it seems like the thing that gets me is pacing. It's yeah. either really slow or too fast in anime, and I still watch it and have fun, but Demon Slayer did a really good job with the way they paced it so far. Hmm. And yeah. I'm having a lot of fun looking forward to getting to the point where I can watch that movie that everybody was talking about not too oh long ago. Oh my god, the movie is so good. Is it? Yeah, I'm excited about yes, that, so I'm going to try so to try to maybe put games down for a little bit this weekend and try to finish demon slayer but that that's like at the forefront uh, of my thoughts for some reason the last couple days <laughs> right on right on well this week i wanted to plug a youtube channel that i discovered recently it doesn't have a fancy name or anything it's just the guy's name that does it his name is pat finnerty and he lives in philadelphia and he is a musician and pretty good pretty decent musician actually you see that in some of his videos but he was watching uh, this guy named Beato do a series on YouTube called What Makes This Song Great? And he thought he would do kind of the opposite version of that and do a show called What Makes This Song Stink? So far, he has four episodes, and I think the first episode I saw of his was episode two, where he did an episode on All Summer Long by Kid Rock. (laughs) Oh, God. His first episode was Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Uh, The third episode was Beverly Hills by Weezer. And that one got him really famous. He went from like 400 subscribers to like 50,000 overnight. It was insane. Damn. Yeah. And it was great because the thing about the Weezer episode is he grew up with Weezer and he loves the Blue Album and Pinkerton. And he was feeling a bit of guilt about, you know, ragging on the band that he loved so much as a kid. And then he started talking about nostalgia and if you can, you know, if you should let things go or keep things or if new things ruin old things. It's actually very introspective and deep for the type of format show it is. He's really good with comedic timing. I've watched a few of his lives. He's very funny, even when he's not edited. Love his stuff. I love the progression from like a, an iPhone camera to a professional camera and him talking about YouTube videos. And he's like, I see a lot of these guys doing music videos. They got to have amps behind them, like a wall of amps. So I put more amps behind me. You're welcome. (laughs) And then the most recent episode, episode four he did was on train and he couldn't decide which was the worst train song, but I think he landed on Hey Soul Sister, which, uh, yeah, yeah, that song sucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's not great. Hey Soul Sister. Don't. mm -mm. (laughs) No, we're not doing that. But yeah, he, he was like, Drops of J? Which is the worst train song? So he started a campaign called Stop the Train, uh, which did <laughs> did really well. And uh, I love this guy. So I, I want him to keep growing. I think that he's got something special, and I just have a lot of fun. I'll be rewatching some of his episodes, and that is what I'm feeling this week. Awesome, awesome. 
All right, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break to give a little love to our sponsor, Anchor. And when we get back, we will close it out. So please stay tuned. I want everybody to know where you can find Why You Should Play because it's a great channel that I highly recommend you check out if you love video games. Stay tuned. All right, and we're back. What a great ad that was. It's the same thing I say every week about that ad. <laughs> Perhaps somebody else will sponsor us someday. Anyways, Josh, I, I got to let the people know where they can find you. So please take this opportunity to shamelessly plug where can people interact with you at. Let them know where they can find you on all the socials, please. All right. So really mainly I've been only working on TikTok. The, the platform kind of moved me towards it. And I've been learning with it and things are going really well. So at why you should play at TikTok, pop in the comments, the DMs. I respond to everybody. The following's growing, but you know, it's still relatively small. I do have a few videos at why you should play on YouTube, but they're just gameplay videos. Not a ton going on like the TikTok content. But that's where I'm, I'm focusing everything. Now that's going to grow in the future as, as the counter for followers goes up. I'm going to start learning and branching out with some new ideas, but really... TikTok's going to be my focus. That's the best place to find me. Excellent. All right. And Derek, you had some sweet pickups this week, man. If people are trying to find them or get at you and go, hey, let's cut a deal, where can they cut a deal with you at? They can check out the eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash more. They can check me out on Instagram or send me messages at gamergoodiesmore and on Twitter at goodies underscore more. Awesome. As far as the show, of course, you can find us on all the socials. Facebook.com slash Player2 has entered the pod. YouTube, Player2 has entered the podcast. You can find us also on TikTok. TikTok.com slash at Player2 has entered the pod. And you can find me personally on Twitter. I'm at MikePetersonAL. You can find me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MCPaperStacks. I do brawlers, horror games, and play games for the first time do some casual stuff. That's Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And I archive all of those on a separate YouTube channel, MC Paper Stacks Plays. Our main hub, we're uploading episodes every single Sunday, people, straight to you. So you can find us at anchor.fm slash player2 is there in the pod or listen to us wherever podcasts are available. That includes Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also email us if that's your bag at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. Questions, stream suggestions, you want to get on the show, you want us to talk about something, let us know. We're happy to interact with you there as well. And that, ladies and gentlemen, I believe is going to be our show. Look in the show notes for those links that Josh mentioned if you want to locate him, and I highly recommend you do. We appreciate you, we love you, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>